Hello and welcome back to Across the States. I'm your host, Matt Fisher. It's my pleasure to invite on today's episode two great guests of ours here, Alec Carlos Sontag, president and founder of the New Mexico Business Coalition, and Jonathan Williams, Alec Chief Economist and Executive Vice President of Policy. They're here today to discuss the economy and ways that the state of New Mexico and others can help engage and grow their state's overall prosperity. Carla, Jonathan, it's great to have you on today's podcast. How are you guys doing today? Wonderful. Thanks, Matt. Great to join you for this discussion. Really excited for it today. Well, I've been looking forward to it. I think our listeners as well. Let's first discuss your organization, Carla. Now, you're the president and founder of the New Mexico Business Coalition. What is your organization's goal? What are you guys aiming for? Because obviously, in the political climate, people have a lot of fancy names. Do we want to go deeper than just the cover? What does your organization pursue and what's its ambition and goal? Well, we are the private sector chair for ALEC, and we support the policy that they put forth. We are a grassroots operation. We represent businesses and individuals. We're looking for better policy in the state that will allow businesses to grow and prosper, create jobs so that people can feed their families. And uh, it's been a tough, tough challenge in New Mexico. No doubt. I think all of us here can attest to economic troubles going on in America, even though the stock market might indicate some good news. You know, supply shortages and whatnot are affecting the country and more with inflation. So a question for both of you. We'll go to you first, Carl, and over to you, Jonathan. What are some of the economic challenges facing your state in New Mexico? And what are the policies in place right now that are enhancing or inhibiting the growth? What's exacerbating these problems? What's going on in terms of the economic condition in your state? And what's worsening or improving the status quo? Well, as far as where we are right now, it doesn't matter what metric you use. New Mexico is generally falling 49th or 50th by state ranks in the U.S., including the latest that came out in the governor ratings, where our governor was rated number 50. It really is a reflection of what's going on in the state. We have policies that are very, very difficult on most businesses. I think it goes to a mindset. Honestly, I have talked to some elected officials and they believe that business is here only to support funding for their social programs. When you have that mindset, you have automatically pitted most people against business. You've got government then that is enacting policies that do not promote the growth and the goodwill of businesses. So it's hard. It is very challenging. We're in session right now, and it'll be a 30-day budgetary session. However, they're bringing up a whole lot of other issues that the governor will pursue that are going to be very detrimental, again, to business, but also to individuals. Jonathan, you obviously, this is like your wheelhouse here at ALEC, you know, in terms of the economic growth and the policies that feed into that. What are you seeing right now on the ground in New Mexico, but also in other states as well? That's you know exacerbating an already difficult economic situation for the United States coming out of the pandemic, transitioning out of lockdowns. What are some of the conditions on the ground that, you know, as Carl just mentioned a moment ago, what are some of those conditions and circumstances that you see not only in just New Mexico, but elsewhere that people should be aware of? Well, first, 
let me say, Carla and the New Mexico Business Coalition have been such good friends and allies of ours for so many years. I've had the pleasure to go out on the ground in New Mexico and speak many times to their members and to our state legislators and everyone concerned about these issues and why New Mexico continues to lag when it comes to the right rankings, when it comes to what matters, right? Economic vitality and what's good for individuals and what's happening with unemployment rates right now and what's happening without migration out of New Mexico versus such a strong region where many other states, almost every other state in the region is an economic powerhouse today. And New Mexico is being left behind very quickly. And to one, is, as Carla pointed out, is our new Laffer-Alec report grading America's governors ranked uh, the governor of New Mexico, Alan Grisham, the very worst in the country when it comes to our economic freedom metric. And then our other way of looking at this, uh, Alec, as you know, Matt, is uh, rich states, poor states, where we come up with the economic uh, resume, so to speak, of states. And New Mexico ranks very poorly in that regard as well. And whether you look at you know, looks on paper, it looks like a sales tax in rich states, poor states, but it's really a gross receipts tax in New Mexico, one of the most damaging forms of tax for businesses and individuals who end up paying it at the end of the day, extremely burdensome tax. I think this led to many of New Mexico's problems. But then you look at only a couple of states in America have raised taxes more than New Mexico have over the last couple of years. And this is even with surpluses. I know Carl and I have talked many times recently about there's a scenario of a budget surplus like we're seeing almost everywhere today. And yet uh, the governor and the left wing legislators in New Mexico have been wanting to raise taxes when almost every other state has been looking to cut taxes. And so there's a lot to do to improve, obviously, but this conversation is essential to get that really process started. And people like Carla and our allies there at the New Mexico Business Coalition will be essential to make this happen. And you mentioning tax cuts there, Jonathan, is a great segue to our next question for you, Carla, and then back to you, Jonathan. But for Carla, obviously, as Jonathan mentioned, tax hikes have been a major portion of the governor's agenda over the last few years since Governor Grisham took office in 2019. Obviously, a new session is occurring here in New Mexico and as well as across the country with other state legislatures. What are you seeing right now being pushed by Governor Grisham? What are the policies that are being pushed? Do these ideas actually help repeal or undo the damage of existing policies like the gross receipt tax? Or are they just simply doubling down on broken policies of the past? (laughs) That's a good way to put it. Regarding the gross receipts tax, we have been asking for years for our tax system to be completely rewritten. It's horrible system here and very detrimental to business. The governor right now has proposed a quarter percent decrease to gross receipts tax rather than addressing the fundamental problems with it. But that amounts to 25 cents on $100. That is not helpful to business or to individuals. But In addition to that, what she is doing is proposing all kinds of tax increases. Now, as Jonathan said, we're at a time when we have got a budget surplus. And the governor said in her opening statement yesterday that we have more money than they really know what to do with. But yet they're going to raise taxes anyway. So they are looking at gas taxes. They are looking at clean energy standards that will go against our vehicles and individuals and how we live our lives, which translates into a tax. And then she wants to put together a bond issue that will be charged against property owners and that bond proceeds will be to further her green agenda. 
So in New Mexico, we don't just do things that other states do. Her goal is to always go further and inflict more pain, I think. That's the outcome that we're seeing in these policies. So, so it sounds like an economic policy of Scrooge McDuck almost. Like even with the swimming pool full of gold, you still want more effectively, right? That's exactly right. And you know, their comment was when she first came into office, we had a surplus. And she said, I have to raise taxes now when we don't need it, because soon we will. Rather than finding a way to implement good policy where business can thrive and everyone is doing well, then more revenue will come into the state and they will continue to grow that way. But that's not the philosophy that we're seeing in our state right now. You know, Jonathan, you often call Washington, D.C. the land of make-believe, but I'll let you comment here on New Mexico's policies. Do you think that fits the bill as well for make-believe in terms of economic growth? Yeah, that's right. I think it's land of make-believe West, potentially, uh, what we're seeing. The sequel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, one of the other interesting things, too, is it's so ironic, and Carla knows as well, in that the driver of the surpluses, especially in recent years, before we got to the kind of the national wave of surpluses with all the federal money flowing into state capitals, was the driver was oil and gas, right? And then the governor and the left-wing progressives in the legislature have been trying to really have a war on oil and gas, while oil and gas were the folks that were actually fueling the budget surplus at the very same time. So talk about backwards thinking a lot of ways that we've seen it play out in New Mexico. One other point I will say, too, is as it relates to our governor's ranking and report that we referenced earlier, and that there's not many Democrat governors in that region, uh, very high-ranked governors in many cases. But the one other governor in, in a bordering state is actually Jared Polis, and Jared Polis ranked in the top five in our Laffer Alec report this year. And one of the big reasons why was he was actually taking the vastly different approach of Governor Lon Grisham. And he actually has proposed eliminating the personal income tax altogether in Colorado. So contrast that Democrat in Colorado doing the thing that would benefit individuals and taxpayers on the personal income tax versus the kind of land to make believe West, as we've talked about here with so many of the bad policies coming out of New Mexico. Well, we all know that New Mexico is the land of enchantment, and I think it needs to get back to that in terms of economic growth and policy. So, Carla, what are some of the policy changes that you and your organization believe will ultimately help New Mexico become more competitive with other states? And then, Jonathan, I'll follow up with the same question to you after your answer. Well, as Jonathan mentioned, 30% of our budget comes from proceeds from the oil and gas industry. So we would like to see more support for that industry rather than a push to shut it down. As far as policy goes, we need to rewrite the tax code and get rid of the gross receipts tax and find a fair way to tax people. They are considering stopping the tax on Social Security. However, that bill opens up with an increased tax on something else. So There is not a policy of prosperity that it will create more by allowing people to prosper and do well. It's just the opposite. It's take as much as you can get, as much as they will give. So when it comes to policy for business, they passed in the last session a paid sick leave that is the most egregious in the United States. It provides no exemption for small employers, for part-time employees or seasonal employees, and it's a higher requirement of 64 hours rather than 40. Right on the heels of that, they are looking at now a paid family leave. So these, again, 
really translate back to a tax on business, right? Because it's the business that's going to have to pay for these things. And there's no consultation with the business community on how that's going to impact them. It's just they want more money and they want to take care of the people that maybe aren't willing to work because we have a high propensity in our state for people that just don't want to work. So with the highest unemployment among the highest in the nation, we have a lot of people that have left the workforce because they are getting enough government aid that they don't have to work. That's creating a hardship on business to hire. As we continue to pay higher taxes to support them, we can't get them back to work. And most of our businesses are suffering from being unable to hire people right now. Jonathan, what are some of the policies that you know we advocate for here at ALEC? What are some of the policies on top of what Carl just mentioned that would be good in terms of getting folks back to work and good paying jobs in New Mexico to help revitalize their economy and ultimately bring up the ranks and rankings here at Alex, uh, the report cards for the governors and the states? What are some of those policies we've seen in other states that could work in a New Mexico, especially in regards to tax policy? Well, you know, sometimes when you're in a hole, the first step is to stop digging it deeper and to stop additional tax increases that are on the agenda and to say enough is enough. We've tried this path for a long time and we've got to get away from being a tax and spend state. You know, you're looking at after the governor was inaugurated in our governor's report, you see what state spending did right after inauguration has continued to go upwards. And of course, taxing and spending are two sides of the same discussion because I'm 100% with Carla on tax reform needs to happen to get to more of a fair and pro-growth tax system that would benefit all taxpayers across the state. But to also do that well, you need to make sure that we put some limits on the growth of government. And so adding those two things together, I think, would be really key. And then figuring out ways to address the big debt that's out there, whether it's pension liabilities or whether it's the bonded debt across the state, sticking that on the state resume. I mean, businesses looking to invest in states across the country see that as a future tax increase ready to happen if we don't address those debts as well. And so, you know, while there are other things across the board, I think from a basic best practices perspective, those are some really good and big and key areas uh, for lawmakers to consider at least. So the good news is at least there is a game plan and blueprint for getting back in the game for New Mexico and make it competitive again. And seemingly enough tax revenue too, where you have enough space to keep a surplus and to give businesses the investment they need. Before we go, Carla, for our listeners who want to get involved and learn more about how they can help affect change in New Mexico or in their own state, what can they do to get involved? Well, in New Mexico, they can definitely sign up for our emails. They don't have to be a member in order to get our information. And that is at nmbizcoalition.org. We're happy to have them sign up for the emails. We put out frequent updates during the legislative session and then year round about the policies that are being pursued by our government officials. So together, we feel as a grassroots type of movement, we can do more if we come together and we would encourage people to get involved that way. We do a lot of calls to action when we've got really bad legislation that is going through. And these calls to action are automated. They will go directly to the individual's state representative, the senator, and the governor. And it takes just a couple of minutes to participate in getting your voice heard by those people. So if you will, sign up for our emails at nmbizcoalition.org. And then we do have connections on the national level, and we can plug you in there as well. We do work on federal policy. And We welcome anybody that wants to see New Mexico get out of the hole that we're in. 
Well, I do, and I hope that it happens soon. Jonathan, for those of our listeners who want to learn more about, you know, Alec Model Policy, the State Bonded Obligations Report, and more, what are some good resources for them to access? Well, our alec.org site, obviously, going to the publication section and looking at some of the ways that we've been talking about how we measure states like New Mexico when it comes to their economic outlook. Also, our richstatespoorstates.org site, where you can pull up the New Mexico page and follow along in the various categories, how we rank the state's resumes we've talked about. And we also have an ability, as you know, Matt, to adjust policies so lawmakers and others could say, what might it take to get New Mexico into the top 25, let's say, when it comes to economic competitiveness? Our Rich States, Poor States, Downward website allows you to plug and play through our 15 different variables and able to kind of see and chart your own course for how to get New Mexico back to something more average, at the very least, as a starting point. Well, it's always great to hear and see so much effort being put into helping make New Mexico and other states into bastions of growth and opportunity for all. Jonathan, Carl, thank you for joining us on Across the States. It's been a pleasure to have you both on. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to be with you. Thanks, Matthew. And thank you, our listeners, for joining us again for more of Across the States. Be sure to tune in again next time as we delve more into the policies and issues affecting you in your state. I'm Matt Fisher, and I'll see you all next time. Thank you for listening to Across the States, the leading state-focused policy podcast presented by the American Legislative Exchange Council, the premier free market organization of and for legislators. To learn more about our work or to make a tax-deductible donation, visit alec.org. Tell us what you think on Facebook and Twitter at Alex States. The views and opinions expressed on Across the States are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the American Legislative Exchange Council.